uh, glad to see you, glad that you're here. Hope, hope that you've been with us both times now. If you're new, uh, let, let the other folks catch up on what we're doing. We're talking about angels, uh, beings created by God, spirit beings created by God, and characteristics of those angels and ultimately how they work in, uh, in our lives each and every day. And as I've told the group already, I believe they're here. I believe they're in the room with you. And they, they accentuate the reality of God's presence with us each and every day. Now, where we are in our course of study, we've gotten to the characteristic of they are either visible or they are invisible. And uh, we had actually looked at a case already where, uh, where they, this one particular angel, and by the way, that might be a special angel. We'll look at that in another study. But even still, we're going to go with it for now. Visible by a donkey, invisible by Balaam, and all of a sudden visible by Balaam, by, by Balaam as God opens his eyes. Now, uh, look at 2 Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter 6. Okay, at this particular time in Israel's history, Israel is at war with the, the Arameans. Alright? And uh, the, the king of Aram is, he's getting really upset because uh, he's, in fact, he'll even tell his men, the king of Israel knows knows our plans. They, they always know our plans. As a matter of fact, he'll say, they, he knows the very things I say in my bedroom. So he's, what he's calling him, he's calling him out, saying, there's a traitor amongst us. Look. Look at verse 8. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God, that's God's prophet, the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place, because the Arameans are going down there. See that? So that the, the, the prophet, okay, uh, told the king of Israel, that the prophet is Elisha at the time, told the king of Israel the king of Aram's plans. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? Who's the traitor? None of us, my lord the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. He tells him everything. Go, find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. So the king of Aram sends this mighty, powerful force. They surround the city of Dothan. Horses and chariots. Okay. Look at verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up, this is Elisha's servant, got up and went out early the next morning. An army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. 
Oh, my Lord. That's his reference to Elisha. Not the Lord God. That's little L. Oh, my Lord. What shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be, don't be afraid. The prophet answered. Now watch this. Those, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. You ready for this? And Elisha prayed. Oh, Lord. Now that's Lord God. Oh, Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, I know it doesn't say angels in that text, but these are some type of heavenly angelic beings, horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. The servant couldn't see them. And all of a sudden, the Lord opened his eyes and he could. They can be either visible or invisible. Now, that's why I say, I believe there's some in the room with you right now. You just can't see them. Okay, what about the what about the visible ones? Huh, that's interesting. Maybe you've seen one and never knew it. And some will say, no, 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 because angels are fierce in their appearance. And well, yeah, they are sometimes. Not always. We'll get there. We'll get there. Matter of fact, we'll get to the passage that tells you. You may have encountered an angel and never known it. Visible. And you didn't know it. That's common. That's common. So they can be either visible or invisible. Oh, looky here. Look where we are. (laughs) Sometimes, here's our next point. Sometimes they can be very intense. See, there's a perfect segue. They can be very intense. Turn to Matthew chapter 28. Oh, it's one of my favorite verses in this passage. Matthew chapter 28. <coughs> now this hopefully is a very familiar passage with you. This is, this is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Matthew 28, let's start at the beginning. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. That's Jesus' tomb. There was a violent earthquake for, because of, there was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Oh, this is intense, baby. Intense, powerful, frightening. To describe someone's appearance as like lightning? Guys, this is this is crazy. His appearance was like lightning. And the guards were so afraid they shook and became like 
deadening. This is intense. So it is true. Sometimes an angel's appearance is frightening. It's powerful. It's intense. Okay? But, sometimes, uh, not so much. Sometimes they're quite normal looking. And here's the passage that I made reference to a while ago. Hebrews chapter 13. Oh, it's one of my favorite verses. And I know I'll say that a lot, but I have a lot of favorites. Okay? Hebrews chapter 13. If you have never considered this, it's going to blow your mind. Hebrews 13, we'll start verse 1. Listen carefully. Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Stop! Did you hear it? Do not forget to entertain strength. Now, he's not talking about do a juggling act or play a flute. Or he's not talking about entertaining like that. Dealing with, taking care of, ministering to. Do not forget to entertain strangers for, by, for in so doing, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Guys, gals, sometimes they are very normal looking. So much so that you can encounter an angel and never know it. Just let that sink in for a minute. And never know it. It causes me to think about the times in my life where I've had the opportunity maybe to, to help someone that needed some food or uh, needed a place to stay for the night or, or you know, wonder about some of those. If those are just opportunities to serve. God provided opportunities for us to serve. I have a, I know of an encounter that, that I, I, want to, I want to share with you I don't, I don't know if you're ready to handle it or not. But I think I'll tell you anyway. Good, good friend. Uh, good friends of ours, of our family, are, are, is the Stokes family. Bobby and Jamie Stokes and their kids. We've known them for years. We've, we've worked alongside of them at Washington Christian School for over 30 years. And uh, I was... I was talking, he was my boss, he was my principal at the time. And I was talking to him about this study on angels that I was going to want, I wanted to teach to seniors in high school. And I told him that I wanted to delve into some angel experiences of some folks. And uh, he said, you, you're really going to do that? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, if, uh, if you're going to do that, I've got, I've got what I'll share. I said, really? Now see, here's the thing, people. You can go to libraries, you can go to bookstores, and you can find uh, 
compilations of angel experiences where people describe these amazing experiences they've had. And I, you know, I don't know about those. I got some of those, and I read through some of those, and my first reaction was, come on. I mean, anybody could, could make up a story like that, right? Then I started encountering people and, that I know and that I trust, that I, that I know for a fact are telling me the truth. And then it, it was different. So Bobby begins to tell me this, uh, this experience. Now, you have to know a little bit of history. Jamie, Bobby's wife, uh, several years before we talked about this, she lost her, her, her parents. Tragically, uh, there was a bad car wreck. Her parents, her, her, her dad was driving, mom, uh, her mom was with them in the front seat. And their two, their two children at the time were in the car with them, Jared uh, and, and Lindsay. And, and Jared, the, the, the son, their son, their oldest child, he, uh, he broke his leg. His leg was broken in the crash, but it was a miracle that that's all the injury he sustained. But as a result of that, Jamie lost her folks. And just a horrible, horrible tragedy. And so years later, they had another child, Caitlin. And uh, the, I don't know how many years later it was, but several years after that tragedy, uh, Bobby and his family, Bobby and Jamie, and then at the time, Jared, Lindsay, and their next child, Caitlin, they were traveling from Arkansas to California going to see family. Bobby was from, from California. And so they were going to travel from Arkansas to California. Now you know, if you had kids, you had a long trip, it's best to travel when your kids are sleeping, like at night or nap time. Well, this is a long trip. So they take off. They're heading off from Arkansas and uh, they leave at night, and uh, they're, they're traveling through the night. And the next morning, they were coming through Texas, and I believe it was uh, coming through Amarillo on Interstate 40. And they had gotten west of Amarillo. The sun was coming up, and uh, everybody was asleep except Bobby. But he was struggling. Now, he eats Snicker bars and drinks Dr. Peppers to stay awake, but he'd run out of his stash, right? And so... They got west of, of Amarillo, and it was raining, and Bobby was falling asleep. He had the cruise set, which, by the way, you're not supposed to use cruise control when it's raining. Only one on the highway. It's just barely getting light. Couldn't see anybody for miles, and Bobby's struggling staying awake. And he doesn't. He falls asleep. The car leaves the road. And when it starts going through the, the grass and stuff on the shoulder... Bobby wakes up, Jamie wakes up, but he can't get the he can't get the car off cruise. Oh, my nose bitchy. Sorry. He can't get it off cruise. And so Jamie is screaming, get the car back on the road, and as he finally he finally he gets it off cruise and the car whips back onto the highway and it crosses over, it whips him over into the median on the other side and he finally comes to a stop. Checks on everybody, everybody's fine, everybody's okay. Okay, that's the good news. The bad news is because of the rain, now the rain has started has stopped, but because of the rain, he's out in the median, he gets stuck. He can't get out. Trying to get out, the car is just stuck. The, the tires are just buried. So, he's going to try to hail somebody to help him get out. You know, H-A-I-L, hail somebody. So he gets out on the road. He's looking, well, there's nobody anywhere on the road. Pretty barren country. 
right? <laughs> Finally, he sees coming from uh, coming from the same direction. He sees uh, he sees some headlights of a car, and so he's waiting at him, waiting, trying to get him to stop. And as the car approaches and gets closer and closer, something strikes him as odd. The car was a cream-colored Ford Pinto. Now, you young folks, you may have, may have never heard of a Ford Pinto. It was just a line of, of car that Ford manufactured years back. And they were very, very popular for a while. Very popular for a while. Until uh, the, the gas tank for the Pinto was loaded right was uh, located right at the back of the car. Well, somebody hit somebody from behind one time and ignited the gas tank and it blew up. They lost their popularity really quickly. Okay, but anyway, here came a cream-colored Ford Pinto and it stopped it. Well, what, well, the reason that struck him as odd was that's what his father-in-law drove, J.P. Williams, Jamie's father. He drove a cream-colored Ford Pinto. He saw his one. Now, that's really weird to see one of those. Car pulls over, stops, and he said, a man got out who was the spitting image of J.T. Williams, my father-in-law. He said his jaw, Bobby's jaw dropped. It shocked him. He gets out of the Pinto. He goes walking up. Hey, 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 he says. Is, uh, he's, and he's smoking a cigarette. He's smoking a cigarette. He said his father-in-law, J.T., chain smoker, smoked smoke pile mouth cigarettes. And Bobby noticed that as he comes walking up, and in his shirt pocket is a pack of pile mouth. Pile mouth, how do you say He walks up and he says, hey, hey, hey. He goes, he goes, everybody okay? And Bobby says, yeah, yeah, we're fine. He said, how about the boy? Is he all right? Bobby looked over at the van. The kids are laid down asleep in the van. You can't even see the kids. And Bobby says, yeah. Yeah, he, he's fine. And so the, the old fellow says, so what's going on here? Bobby says, well, he says, we're, uh, we're stuck in the meeting. We can't get out. I can't find it. He said, well, let's get you some help. He says, the fellow walked over to the meeting where the van was, looked up. Here came headlights from the eastbound lanes. And the, the fellow waved. It was a truck. He pulls over and uh, talks to the guy a second. The guy says, yeah. He says, I've got a chain in the back. Hops out, hooks the chain onto Bobby and Jamie's van, pulls him out of the median. Bobby even paid the guy for his help. The guy in the truck left, went on his merry way. And Bobby goes up to the old fellow and says, oh, man, he says, Thank you so much, so much. And, and uh, the old fellow says, no problem. He says, where are you headed? Bobby says, no, 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 no. Bobby said to the old fellow, he says, thank you so much. He says, uh, where are you headed? And he says, uh, well, the old man said, well, I'm, I'm headed to California to see family. And Bobby said, well, well he said, well, we are too. He says, here, let, let me pay you for you. He said, no, no, no. He said, well, I'll tell you what. He says, we're... We're, we're heading the same direction. There's a, there's a McDonald's in the next town. We're going to stop and eat breakfast. How about, how about a bite of breakfast? And the fellow says, all right, I'll take you up on that. So they get, they get in the van, and Bobby says, Jamie is freaked out. Now, apparently, they can't even talk about it, who this guy looks like. So quietly, they take off. They, Bobby looks up. There's the guy in the rearview mirror behind him. 
They get to the next town. There's the McDonald's. That's their regular place. They stop for breakfast. They pull in. The guy pulls in right next to them. They get out and they go in. Now, when Jamie's parents were alive, uh, they ate breakfast with her mom and dad regularly at McDonald's. Regularly. And J.T. Williams, her dad, Bobby said he ordered the same thing every single time. No big deal. It's an egg McMuffin and a cup of coffee. Every time. Egg McMuffin and a cup of coffee. That's it. So they walk into the McDonald's. Bobby tells her, hey, you go first. He said, we, we got this. This is on me. So he said, the man stepped up, never hesitated, looked up, and said, I'll take an egg McMuffin and a cup of coffee. Bobby and Jamie looked at each other. So they ordered their food. They take it, you know, it's the L-shaped dining room where you, you go off to the, away from the counter, and then the l shape. They, they turned that L and set their food down on the table, and the old fellow says, he goes, hey, I'm going to the men's room. And right there, they watch him walk down the hallway, go into the men's room. So they were going to wait on him. They waited, they waited, they waited. Finally, Jamie said to Bobby, you think you ought to go check on him? Bobby said, yeah. Walks into the restroom. There's nobody in there. Not a soul. Bobby runs back out. He looks in the parking lot. There's no cream-colored pinto part next to their man. He walked down the hallway into the restroom. There at the end, you can see it. They waited, they waited. He's gone. They grabbed their food, jumped in the van, took off, flying down the west Bank. Never saw him again. I don't know. I don't know. But I believe Bobby. I know he's telling me the truth. And so all of a sudden, when I hear someone share something like that, that I know happened, then it began, it began to open my mind up to possibilities. Open my mind up to the fact, you know, God... God is here. God is working. How? I don't know all the ways how. But I'm going to leave myself open to that. And now when I go to his word and I realize, and I read, sometimes they're very normal looking. And sometimes we encounter them and don't even know it. Then, a testimony like that really blows my mind. What do you think? Well, like I told you last time, you need to start thinking about your own experiences. Situations you've encountered. People you've encountered at times that there really was no explanation for. Maybe there is. And maybe these are times when God is at work and He chooses to work through these beings called angels. Right? 
I've got one more passage. Oh, let's do it. We can hang in there, can't we? Got one more passage. Turn to Genesis 19, and I'm talking about as far as sometimes really normal looking. I'll go over a little bit this time. Look at chapter 19 of Genesis. I was going to stop. I just can't. I just can't. My timer went off, but I'm ignoring it. Okay, Genesis 19. Now, this is the account of Sodom and Gomorrah, ultimately the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. But this is going to be pre-destruction. All right, now let's jump in and get this, and we'll stop for this time. Verse 1 of chapter 19. The two angels arrived in Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. Two angels. They show up in Sodom. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. He's being uh, hospitable to two strangers in town. As far as he's concerned, it's just two guys. Excuse me. No, they answered, we will spend the night in the square there in town. Well, Lot knows better than that. Why? Because of the debauchery and the horrible stuff going on inside. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Remember, two angels. Yes, they're spirit beings, but they can, they can be manifested human form and be quite human. They ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the now this is just a, a horrible, horrible scenario, okay? Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, Where are the men who came to, to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we may have sex with them. Now this is a sordid, horrible scene. And we can get the, the, the entire picture later, but Here's the point. Two angels arrived in Sodom. Lot thought they were men. The whole town thought they were men. So, to reinforce the fact, they can be very normal looking. Okay, so, after the story I told you, and after the challenge, guys, open open your eyes. Let's let the Lord open our eyes and understand the encounters we have. Who knows what's going on? But the point is, God is here. Remember? And he is active among us. And who knows? And we might never know from one situation to the next. But the possibilities are quite real. There you go. Sometimes they're intense. Sometimes they're very normal. So until next time, I leave you with that.